Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. G. Marshall. If we know anything at all, it's the fact that we probably don't know anything. In medicine, yesterday's cure can become today's killer. In life, yesterday's villain can become today's hero. What can you depend on? Whom can you trust? Yourself? Who are you? What are you? Follow these questions to their logical conclusion, and you may get the shock of your life. Would you please tell the court, what do you do for a living? I, uh, well, I, I'm unemployed. And what is your profession, your trade? Um, well, well, uh... Isn't it a fact that you live by picking up lonesome middle-aged women, no, I, take them I, home, and then rob no, them? No, 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 that's You're a lie. You're also able to blackmail No, it, it's not true. Unfortunately, in this case, Mrs. Wilson's husband came home unexpectedly. No, no. And you had to kill him. Now, look, I'm being framed. Can't you see that, Your Honor? I'm being framed. The state rests. <laughs> mystery drama Lovers and Killers was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Robert Dryden. It is sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division and Anheuser-Busch Incorporated, Brewers of Budweiser. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Way back in 1876, people started enjoying two things that have gone hand in hand ever since. Major League Baseball and Beechwood Age Budweiser. And just as Abner Doubleday's invention became our national pastime, so did Adolphus Bush's brilliant golden creation become the king of beers. And together, they gave us two of the most famous phrases in the history of sports. Play ball and cold bud here. Anheuser-Busch, headquarters, St. Louis, Missouri. Want to do yourself a favor? Get to the Singer Super Summer Sale before it ends on Saturday, where you can buy fabulous sewing machines at Super Savings and then start sewing the best wardrobe ever. Right now, for just $88, you can own an incredible Singer Zigzag machine with front drop-in bobbin and snap-on presser foot. This reliable, precision-built machine is only one of the Super Buys now at Singer. The Singer Super Summer Sale, where super sale means super savings. Somewhere a teenage girl in a school for the retarded doesn't remember what her parents look like. And somewhere a great-grandmother in a nursing home doesn't even bother to celebrate her 85th birthday. Now, multiply these people by many millions and you've become aware of the problem. And the problem is loneliness. Let me tell you about a new public service program called Voiceagram. The heart of the program is an exchange of tape-recorded messages between the patients and their families and friends. Actor Cliff Robertson and Harold Russell, chairman of the President's Committee for the Handicapped, and myself are lending their support on a nationwide basis. 
But to make it work, we need sympathetic volunteers who will visit patients and talk to them while there was a tape for their loved ones to hear and respond. Just give a little bit of your time and a lot of caring and just write to voice a gram. Box 127, Coscob, Connecticut, 06807. Nothing, said Benjamin Franklin, is certain but death and taxes. Of all the founding fathers, he was the wisest. But he should have known better. It's all very well to nod wisely, take a philosophical pull at one's pipe, and to compare truth to a quicksilver that can never quite be grasped. But there are, unfortunately, basic truths and complete certainties which have to be arrived at, especially if you are required to decide the question of life or death. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you have heard the charge. You will now retire to consider your verdict. As foreman, it's my suggestion we begin by taking a vote and see how we stand. Now, you just... Write down on a piece of paper, innocent or guilty, and pass them up here. Now, let's see. I've got uh, three innocents, three guilties, six don't knows. And I guess we got to talk about it. We'll go in order. I'm, I'm juror number one, but I'm foreman, so we'll start with juror number two. Uh, that's you, Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Miller. Uh, what would you like to say? What would I like to say? I'd like to say goodbye. That's what I'd like to say. Goodbye, farewell, adios, so long. What am I doing here? Where do I come off being on a jury? Who needed this? I'm a chump. That's what I am. Uh, Mr. Miller, uh... What do you think? I pass. So, the vote's three to three. Six undecided. Now wait to see which way it goes. Do I vote guilty? The guy can get life. Maybe the chair. And suppose he's innocent. What if I vote innocent? He goes free. And what if he really is guilty? don't need this. Vicky. I just don't need this. Yes, you do, David. I need this like I need a case of jaundice. Oh. Vicky. I don't want any part of jury duty. Why not? I don't have the time. I'm going to get out of it. Uh, David, it's your uh, duty as a citizen. Oh, hold it. I'll put on a record of the Star Spangled Banner. David, listen. Uh, 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 hello, Chuck. Uh, yeah. Listen, Chuck. Do me a favor. You've got all the connections in the world, and i got a summons for jury duty. Now, how do I kill it? David. What? What do you mean it can't be fixed? Everything can be... All right, all right. Okay, look, look you'll have me in tears. Yeah, sure. Sure. Bye. He says I've got to get out of it myself. David, tell me why. Oh, for crying out loud. Do I have to explain it to you? 
This court where I have to report, they try murder cases. I could get stuck for weeks, months. Look, David, I'm going to say this once. Each of us is something more than what he does for a living. Each of us is part of something that's more important than any of us. Part of a society. And we have to pay our dues to that society. Hey, word for word, the second act curtain speech you did in Lovers and Killers. Honey, you can still get that dark, rich quality in your voice. Come on back. Do a play. I won't say another word. Vicki, I just can't spare the time. You can get out of it, all right? When they question you, you can say you've been influenced one way or another. Oh, a hundred things. You can get out of it. (laughs) And, baby, I will. Oh, but please, David, don't. Oh, honey, there's things that all of us simply have to do. Or nothing will matter anymore. David Michael Miller. El Chumpo. That's me. On account of her, I played it straight. Twenty years, an actor's actor. Now I have a chance to make a fortune, something brand new, a singing act, a booking in Las Vegas. And where am I? In a jury room. I ask you, is that fair? Uh, why, why don't we all take a break and relax over a cup of coffee? Um, uh, Dave Miller? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to talk to you on the QT. Uh, Dave, last vote was six to five, one undecided. That's you. I know. Now, you can decide here and now how long this trial's gonna run. Me? Yeah. It's a funny thing. It's all psychological. You, you know what I mean? No. Well, if you make it seven to five, we'll have a majority. And more important, a, a majority philosophy. See what I mean? A, a couple of the fives could have gone either way. Now, when they see a wind blow and steady in one direction, uh, we could be eight to four, nine to three, even ten to two by supper time. Tomorrow morning, we could wind it up. Uh, you, you see? Yeah. Now, on the other hand, you make it six to six. You could establish a deadlock philosophy. People get hardened in their attitudes, and <laughs> we can be here forever. You, you want that to happen? No. The first thing you got to realize, you, you got to move off the undecided. Yeah, yeah. I realize that. You got to get off the fence. You know. Now, the defendant is—is is he guilty or innocent? What do you really think? What do I really think? I don't know what I think. Well, you go through that transcript again. You you, you got to make up your mind. Maybe it can be changed later, but you got to come to some decision. Okay, okay, I'll try to figure it out somehow, somehow. Maybe if I go through it all over again, all over again. Your full name? Richard. <clears throat> Richard Frederick Lenz. You're a police officer attached to the North Precinct? Uh, yes, sir, I am. And can you tell us where you were at 11 p.m. on the night of the 24th? Yes, sir. <clears throat> I was driving a squad car on regular patrol. I received a radio message to proceed immediately to 81 Brentwood Lane. There was a report of a fight in progress. How far were you from that address when the message arrived? Less than two minutes. I, uh, I pulled up, got out of the car, and, and I heard a shot. No! No! 
a police officer. Open the door. It's the police. Open the door. Warning now, freeze! That's it. Just keep your hands up high and don't move. And who was that man? The uh, defendant there. Howard Ingleside? Yes, sir. And he had the gun. Look, I admit I had the gun. I I, I, I was so confused. I, I didn't realize. Mr. Well, Ingleside. I must ask you to remain silent. Your Honor, I, I never denied I had the you gun. You will I... have your turn. Continue, Mr. District Attorney. What did you do then, officer? I, uh, I brought him back inside the house. The victim, Mr. Wilson, was lying on the floor, dead. And Mrs. Wilson, she must have fainted because she was on the floor, too. And that's exactly what happened? Yes, sir, that's what you'll find in my report. Well, thank you, Officer Lenz. The people call Mrs. Mara Wilson. Mrs. Wilson, what happened the night of the 24th? Oh, please, I, I find it so hard to talk. I... Yes, we realize that, Mrs. Wilson. We know it's difficult, but it's necessary. We shall be as brief as possible. The night of the 24th. That night of the 24th. That night I was alone in the house, and I wasn't accustomed. Well, you see, Gerald, my husband, my late husband... He'd never leave me alone because I'm... I'm frightened. I can't help it. I'm a person whom everything frightens. I've always been that way. Maybe it's a sickness, but I just have to live with it. Well, I was sitting in the living room, reading, and I thought I heard... I thought my heart would stop. I was so frightened. It was a noise, but... I thought I'd have to scream or call for the police, but... Suddenly, the phone rang. Hello? Myra? Oh, Gerald. Oh, Gerald, darling. Myra, what is it? There's, there's someone in the house. Myra, are you sure? Are you sure it's not your imagination? Oh, I don't know. Now, don't be frightened. I'll try. Look, this was an extremely important meeting. Oh, I, I understand. And it's just winding up. I'll be through here in a little while. Darling, you're just going to have to learn to cope. Yes. Why don't you listen to some music? Yes, dear. Really, there's there's nothing, nothing to be afraid of. Yes, Gerald. Goodbye, darling. I'll be home before you know it. Goodbye. Goodbye. Gerald's right. He's right. I've just simply got to get up. <gasps> Who's there? Who? There's no one here. It's the roof. It's the wind. <gasps> Who are you? Shut up. Shut up. Who are you? Get away from that phone. Please. Who are you? What do you want? Don't hurt me. Shut up. I, I don't... Look, let's, let's turn this on. Play some music. There. There you are now. Just relax. Please. We have no money in the house. I have my purse here. Here's $20. Just take it. We don't have... I don't have any jewels or anything. Just any... shut up, please. Do you want silver? 
We have silver. We have a sterling silver service for Aiden. It's hardly ever been used. Take it. I don't want your silver. Then what do you want? I want you to come over here, huh? Baby? No, you... You don't want me. You would want me. I'm a middle-aged woman. I said, come here. No. Oh, don't kill me. Please. I don't want to kill you, baby. I just... I'll die of shame. Will you calm down? Please. Relax. My husband, he's on his way home. He carries a gun. He'll kill you. Then to be scared of. If he finds you here, he'll kill you. So get away. Please, get away. You shut up. Let go of her. I'll kill him. Look out, Gerald. Be careful. Drop that gun, buddy. Drop it. Help me, Myra. Help me. Now we'll see who killed... Oh! I... I'm sh- oh, kill him. Don't kill him. Open up. Open up. It's a police officer. You killed him. You killed him. Open the door. It's the police. Oh, my husband is murdered. And then Mrs. Wilson. He ran out the back and I screamed. And that's all I know. But she is lying. That's not how it happened. Your Honor, I didn't break into the house. You will have your turn on the stand. Your Honor, she picked me up in a bar near where they live. Order! Yes, indeed. Order. And what order of proceedings are taking place here? Do you see where this is going? Well, that's why we have courts of law and trials, and testimony to establish the truth. Truth. Keep that concept uppermost, and I shall return shortly with Act Two. I love a good mystery, don't you? And one of the best I've read is The Black Tower by P.T. James. This is no mild English country house mystery. Oh, no, my friend, not this book. The Black Tower is a mystery chiller of the first rank. Commander Adam Dalgleish of Scotland Yard arrives at a prim nursing home on the English coast, only to find it has become a labyrinth of inhuman terror, lurid poison pen letters, and murder. A saintly man of God slain by an act of satanic evil, and the secret lies hidden in the strange, isolated building known as the Black Tower. Excitement builds page by page until Adam Dalgleish comes to the terrifying dramatic climax. With him, you will discover that the murderer is... (laughs) In the last few chapters of the book, of course. Read it. The Black Tower, available in paperback from Popular Library. Hey, folks. Now is the time to start building that backyard swimming pool you've always wanted. Have you ever heard that line before? Well... This is Gene King for the Council of Better Business Bureaus, and if you want a swimming pool and feel you can afford it, fine. But don't forget that you have to be extremely careful in making this purchase, just as you're careful in buying a new car. Be sure to deal with a reputable contractor or dealer. And before you sign on the dotted line, think about how much you want to spend and what other accessories such as slides you might want. And speaking of swimming pool slides... Effective in mid-July of this year, the Consumer Product Safety Commission has issued a mandatory safety standard for their manufacturing construction. Slide manufacturers must establish certain requirements for the materials used, provide the buyer with illustrated instructions and warning signs, and recommend minimum water depths. 
If you're looking at slides right now, make sure the one you buy is safe for use in your own backyard. Justice, it is said, is truth in action. Well, we're in the right place. We're in a court of law where a man is being tried for murder. And we're seeing it all through the eyes of juror number two, Mr. David Michael Miller. The problem is, although he's looking very hard, he can't be sure of what he's seeing. Miss Wilson, prior to the time the defendant broke into your home, had you ever seen him before? Him? That man? Yes, Miss Wilson, that man seated at the table. The defendant. Howard Ingleside. No, I, I, I never saw him before in my life. Thank you, Mrs. Wilson. We can all appreciate how difficult this must be. I have no further questions. Uh, Dave Miller? Uh, yeah, yeah. Dave, I, uh, I think it's time we had another vote, but... Uh... What? Well, I've been sounding out the others. It's still six to five, so unless you're willing to move off dead center, there's no use. Uh, Mr. Foreman, I just started reading this transcript again, and, uh... uh well, why don't you have everyone read it through again? All right, Dave. Nobody's pushing you at this time. Why don't I vote one way or the other? Everybody's looking at me, waiting for me. If I vote, no matter how, I can break this jam. We can be out of here in a day, two days tops. Why don't I vote? Because... Because I don't know how to vote. I just went over her story again. Let me go over his story again. I just happened to stop in at this bar. It was kind of crowded, you know. And, uh, I saw her. That is, I saw a girl sitting all the way over at the end of the bar. She gave me the eye, so I moved in. When I got close up, I saw maybe she wasn't such a girl, but good-looking enough. The kind that's out for a little fun, you know. So I said... Hi. Hi, yourself. What do you say to a little drink? Hello, little drink. Ooh. You know all the answers. You know all the questions. Come in here often? Hmm? First time. First time for me, too. Uh, bartender. Same way again. What's your name? Myra. Miss Myra or Mrs.? Miss. Call me Howard. Howard. Myra and Howard. That would be a new combo. We've had John and Mary and George and Martha and now. <laughs> Howard and Myra. <laughs> it's got a kind of a ring to it. What do you do, Howard? Nothing. Oh, I see you go to bars and pick up lonely middle-aged ladies. Beats going on welfare. <laughs> Besides, you don't look so middle-aged. You know what Ben Franklin said? Always make love to an older woman. She'll be so grateful. Mm. 
did Ben Franklin say that? Oh, could have been H.L. Mencken or Voltaire. Have you ever read anything by Voltaire? No. Ever read anything by anybody? Not an awful lot. Oh, good-looking fellow like you. You should have gone to college. You might have gone far. Oh, I did go to college. I went there to play football. Oh, and were you a hero? <laughs> Didn't get the chance. See, I broke a leg. Never the same afterwards. Oh, and then what did you do? Hitch in the Marines. And after that? I took uh, this job. Picking up lonely middle-aged ladies in saloons. What do you think of this place? It's, uh, it's crowded. Noisy. And I think the guy cuts the booze. We deserve better. What you have in mind? Come with me. Whoa, nice layout. You like classical music? Whatever turns you on, baby. Hey, drink up. You, um, live here alone? Mm-mm. Friend husband. Oh, and where is friend husband this evening? Portland. Maine or Oregon? He told me, but I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're both about the same distance from here. Well, here's to Portland. <laughs> and here's to us. Come over here. Meet me halfway? Mm. Let's take it from there. And, uh, friend, husband? Not due till Friday night. That's three days from now. Or maybe Saturday. I forget which. I just hate to have him walk in, you know? <laughs> you could break friend, husband in half. That's uh, not the point. Oh, but it is the point. Oh, yes, indeed. It's very much the point. You see... What I'm stuck with is Melvin W. Milk Toast. I was very young when I married friend husband. Uh, honey, I can see a crying jack coming. I was in college and he was rich. Very rich. Yeah, baby, uh, why don't we just leave him in Portland? My mama and... said to me, Dear, you'll have everything your heart desires. Money, clothes, beautiful house, servants. Yeah, servants. Uh, Incidentally, where are they? Servants. Um... Maid's night out. She and I both take Thursdays off. <laughs> I don't know where she goes. Mm. And I can tell you, she doesn't know where I go. Well, <laughs> bottoms up. You know who I am? Mm-hmm. I'm Myra Wilson. I'm Mrs. Gerald Prescott Wilson. Ah, I am the president of the United League. I am secretary of the Willard County Poetry Society. Do you know I write poetry? Mm, is that a fact? Mm. I am very active in every imaginable community project. And do you know why? Why? It's his fault. No, it's not his fault. He can't help himself. It's my mother's fault. My mother convinced me to marry him. And after I did, I said to her, Mom, there's, there's no excitement with him. Yeah, yeah, I know and what Mama you mean. Said, uh... She said that sort of thing isn't really very important. Oh, I need a drink. Hey, baby, uh, you, you may have had enough. Uh... Howard, please believe me. I believe you, baby. No, you don't. I haven't told you anything yet. You've told me everything. Friend, husband isn't exciting, so what can you do for excitement? You have to take it where you find it, right? But I'm not like other women who sit around in a bar. Oh, of course not. Don't make fun of me, Howard. <laughs> Why did he marry me if he wasn't interested? If he didn't care about that... Well... Baby, why, why did you stay with him? Oh, that's a good question. 
what else is there for me to do? Get a job. But at what? You know what it is to be my age and unmarried? No, at least this way I'm Mrs. Somebody. Howard. Mm-hmm. Howard, could you love me? Honey, I can give you references. Satisfaction guarantee. Oh, no, I mean love me, Howard. I don't mean just tonight. Oh, Howard, I need somebody. I need somebody so badly. Sure, baby, sure. Hold me in your arms. Of course. Am I attractive? Oh, baby, you're beautiful. Am I desirable? You don't have to say anything. You don't have to say another word. Howard, let me confess something later, to you. Later, later, This baby. is the first time I ever... doesn't matter. Oh, it matters. I've, I've gone to bars, you know, every Thursday night, and I'd sit there... But this is the first time I ever brought anyone home. Sure, I understand that. Howard Oak. Love me. Love me. What the devil is this? Jerry. Uh, Jerry. Hey, uh, uh, ain't you supposed to be in Portland? Uh, Jerry, uh, this is, um... uh, This is you. This is up to your old tricks. Well, uh, folks, uh, three's a crowd. decided Uh, not to go to the convention. Yeah, see your folks around. No, 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 Uh, Howard, don't go. Don't go. You'll kill me. Sure, please, but I can't really... Please, Howard, don't... Young man, I, I don't know who you are, and it doesn't make any difference. I have nothing against you. You you could have been anyone. It isn't your fault. I don't even blame you. That's pretty broad-minded. I, I must ask you to leave. Yeah, it's, that's a great idea. Well, uh, good night. Please, um, don't let him kill me. He's not going to kill will. you. No, he will. He will. He said he would. He said the next the, time... The next time? What? what? You mean he's, he's come home unexpected from Portland before? I... Young man, leave this house at once. No, please, Howard, help me. If you no. want to watch this... Watch, 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 watch me shoot my wife. In that drawer, he keeps a gun. Ted... Gerald, hey! Please. Well, young man, uh, uh, look, uh, mister, uh, hey, one of those things can go off and kill people, you yes, know? Of course. Uh, don't, Howard, I don't want to die. Look, look, mi- mister, Stay mister, here. mister, we ought, to, we ought to talk it over. What? Right? Talk what over? She's trash and you know yeah, it. But still, don't, Gerald, please, don't. You deserve it. I'll never do it again. Oh, I've heard never, that before. Never, 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 never. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I'm glad. I'm finally doing what has to be done. Gerald, you'll be so proud of me. There's a no, law, my dear Myra, no. against adultery. A law. How many times have you broken it? Well, as far please. as that goes, Jerry, you know, there's a law against murder. Keep out of this. Please. Mister, you're Listen not going to kill him, her. Jerry, please. Young man, you, you don't know what she's done. Please. It doesn't no, matter I... what she's done. You've never killed anybody. You don't know what it is. That's enough. Listen to him. He's you have nightmares everything. all your life. I don't care. I'll change. I promise you, you'll see we'll have a wonderful life together. I'll, I'll be someone absolutely different. It's too late, please, Myra. Jerry, this please. guy is crazy. He's in back. Would you put down that gun? Don't make me kill you, too. Put it down. I didn't murder anybody. Murderer. Listen, I had to do this to save your life. I am getting out of here. The back way. He's running out the back way. Well, we've heard the last scene told three times. Once by the police officer, once by Myra Wilson, and now by Howard Ingleside. Everyone who has seen it has seen it differently. How did you see it? Someone is telling the truth. But who? I'll be back with Act Three in just a few moments. When you say but, you've said a lot of things nobody else can say. 
I'm too only want the king of beers. You've said it all. Anheuser-Busch, headquarters, St. Louis, Missouri. I got bronchial asthma, but I got a road to rip up, too. So I take Bronchade tablets. They help keep my occasional asthma attacks away for hours. I took Primatine tablets, and they work. But then I heard about Bronchade. Bronchade's got something extra to help me get rid of congestion. Primatine hasn't got that. Broncade helps me breathe easy for hours. It works almost as hard as I do. Broncade tablets do more to let you breathe easier. Use only as directed. Wheels are ever spinning. Shining folks are catching fun. There are people seeking nature, seeking health and seeking fun. Last year, over 15 million new bicycles were sold in the United States. And over 70 million are now in use. Studies show that the leading causes of bicycle accidents are loss of control, mechanical and structural problems, and the entanglement of foreign objects in the wheels. So, make sure your bicycle meets the new safety standard. So cycle of America, a craftsman of being told, there's a life that is riding on it. For information, write Bicycles, Washington, D.C., 20207, the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. You know the ancient story of the blind men and the elephant? Well, this is not an elephant. It's a murder case. And the people are considering the facts in evidence. And all of them can see. But what are they looking at? Where is the truth? What is the truth? Can truth even exist? And so, Mr. Ingleside, you'd have this court believe that you picked Mrs. Wilson up in a bar and she invited you to her home. That's what happened. The bartender testified that he cannot remember seeing you or Mrs. Wilson that night. Well, look, the place was jammed. I'm not a regular. How could he remember me? Well, then really, all we have is your own word. Your word against Mrs. Wilson. Oh, my word's as good as hers. Is it? I wonder. That's for the jury to decide. Dave, you finished rereading all the testimony? Uh... I guess so. You ready to vote? No. Well, then you better be ready to argue. Argue. There were those who said innocent and those who said guilty. But I couldn't say anything. So I had everybody on my back. Who are you going to believe? A woman who's respectable, who doesn't have so much as a whisper scandal about her. I didn't you... say she was lying. Let me finish. A woman who plays around. You don't keep it quiet. Somebody knows this talk. There has to be. Now, nobody can prove Mrs. Wilson was of anything than an honest, decent person. But on the other hand, who's a man? A 
bum. Well, now, now, just just hold on. Who says he's a bum? He does. He admits to preying on women. Well, he's not preying on women. He's only offering a certain service women are willing to pay for. And that doesn't make him a bum. Well, even if it does, that's not what he's being tried well, for. Let me tell you what happened. He's broke. He was prowling around this wealthy neighborhood. He saw a chance to steal something. So he managed to get into the house. But when he saw her, she aroused him. How do you know? Were you there? Nobody was there. We got the evidence. What evidence? Here you have a a sex-starved lady. Just because he says so? That's how the arguments went. He said, she said. There were 12 of us in that room. Eleven had already decided one way or the other. But I could tell... No one was really married to his decision. Somehow, everyone had turned to me. I was the undecided one. For some reason, they believed that when I would finally make up my mind, that would be the right decision. What was I doing here, anyhow? I I told Vicky, I told her, damn it, I don't know enough to be on a jury. David, what do you have to know? Well, something, something about law and rules of evidence, that sort of stuff. No, the lawyers worry about that. The lawyers and the judge. You only have to decide who's telling the truth. But I'm not qualified to do that. Oh, you're as qualified as anybody else. Vicky, I still say I ought to get out of this thing. All right, go ahead. But I warn you, David, don't you ever complain to me about anything for the rest of your life about justice, the court, politics, the government. Okay, okay, don't make a production out of it. It is a production. The most important production we have. I said I would do it. And I did. What do I do now? There was a lot of legal gobbledygook motions, objections, opinions, rulings... Well, that was all for the lawyers. Vicky was right. All we had to do was decide who was telling the truth. And I couldn't do anything. When I listened to Myra Wilson, I believed her. I was alone in the house, and I thought I heard of it. Who? Who are you? Shut up. Don't hurt me. Calm down. Do you want silver? We have silver. Come over here. No, you... You don't want me. Why would you want me? I'm a middle-aged woman. Don't kill me. I don't want to kill you. I'll die of shame. Let me go. And when I listened to Howard Ingleside, I believed him. What's your name? Myra. Call me Howard. Howard. Mm. Myra and Howard. That would be a new combo. John and Mary. George and Martha. Now, Myra and Howard. (laughs) It's got a kind of a ring to it. What do you do, Howard? Nothing. You go to bars and pick up lonely middle-aged ladies? Beats going on relief. (laughs) Always make love to an older woman. She'll be so grateful. And just as I'd start believing him, I'd see her face again on the stand. The terror as she described... Let me go. Let me go. Calm down. Please. please. My husband, he's on his way home. He carries a gun. Take it easy, If he finds you here, he'll kill you. No. No. And just as I thought she had me, I remembered the look on his face, the tone in his voice. Where's 
friend, husband. Portland? Maine or Oregon? <laughs> They're both the same distance from here. I'd uh, hate to have friend-husband walk in, you know. You could break friend-husband in half. I'm married to Melvin W. Milktoast. Oh, Howard, could you love me? Satisfaction guaranteed. Love me, Howard. Love me. And that's how it went. Back and forth, back and forth. In a crazy kind of way, I knew something like this could very likely happen. I'd even mentioned it to Vicky. It was my last shot before leaving home that day. Vicky, let me tell you why I don't want to be on a jury. Really. Really? All right, darling. Tell me, really. It's because I'm a sucker. <laughs> you can be called many things, but certainly not sucker. No, what I mean is, I'm a sucker for a good performance. You know me. I sit in a theater and someone up on that stage... You is... won't be in a theater. You'll be in a courtroom. Well, it's the same thing. I never listen to what they're saying, only to how they say it. David, you know as well as I do. The performance has to have truth, or else it just doesn't work. Ah, you can believe that. I do. Well, we disagree. Maybe. But if you believed it, it would open up new horizons to your acting career. Uh, now, look, let's not get off into that. Oh, darling, it's part of the same thing. How extremely qualified you are to be a juror. What makes me qualified? <sighs> look, let me put it on your terms. You just said a courtroom is like a theater, right? All right, now let's assume that's true. Then the trial is a play. The judge, the lawyers, the witnesses, the accuser, the accused, all of them are actors. Oh, honey, trust your instinct. What instinct? Your theatrical instinct. <laughs> no one has a better one. Who has your ability to examine a play and spot the flaws? Huh? Uh, uh, no, wait a minute. You make it sound too pat. Mm, every word spoken at that trial will be recorded. It'll be on a transcript. Transcript. The second part of that word is script. When the performances confuse you, look at the script. Analyze the script. Oh, come on, darling. Nobody's ever fooled you. You know something? You're going to sell me yet. <laughs> David, do it. You need it for a selfish reason. Yeah? Yes. Here's now. Well, you've lived in the world of artificial drama. Get some new experiences and get them firsthand. Take a part in a real play. Wow, when you get wound up. Oh, you'll thank me, David. You'll see. But it was not a real play. That is a real play on the stage. Because a real play on the stage is a work of art. And you know all about art. You yourself told me every great work of art has a tiny flaw. Something to contrast with that perfection. Something that lets you grasp it. It isn't here, Vicky. It isn't here. Sure, I know my theater inside out. All theater begins as a mystery, and every play still has a mystery at the heart of it. When you see a good murder play in the theater, the playwright gives you clues. If you watch it carefully, this beautiful piece of tapestry, you can spot the scene. Where and how it was all put together. But here, there is no flaw, no seam. There are 12 of us, and none of us can find it. That's not true, Dave. We have people here who've made up their minds. You're the only undecided. 
made up their minds on the basis of what? The evidence. What evidence? The same evidence has called for two different conclusions. Dave, we have to come to a conclusion. What is it? Are you scared to take a position? I've been through this transcript. Oh, well, I know. Not just once. You can say that again. There are thousands and thousands of words here. But you know what it all rests on? The last three lines of dialogue. When the district attorney wound up his cross-examination of Howard Ingleside... It was his word against Mrs. Wilson's. That's what it comes down to. That's what everything comes down to. So, how are you going to vote, Dave? You'll swing this jury. How? If everybody already believes... Because your belief is stronger. Why? How do you know? I can feel it. You're crazy. Dave, there's really no evidence. In most murder cases, unless witnesses actually have seen the fellow do it, it all becomes a matter of who tells the better story. Oh, sure, the rest of us, all 11 of us have decided for or against. You know why? No. You tell me. Because of our prejudices. Who we are, how we think, what we... what we would like to be true. Now, what do you really think, Mr. Foreman? I think Howard's telling the truth. Why? Maybe I don't care for the look in Mrs. Wilson's eye. Maybe because my son was in the Marines. Maybe because... Well, I wish I were his age again. Picking up women. And that's why he's innocent? <laughs> for me. You know why he's guilty for Mrs. Perkins? I heard what she said. Mrs. Wilson's spotless reputation. Did you watch her face during the trial? She kept looking at the defendant with... I mean, it was fear. Maybe disgust in her eyes. What was she thinking of? Dave, get us out of here. We believe you. We trust you. We don't know either. We need a leader. You're the leader. I'm just a foreman. You're the leader. We trust you. Why? It beats me, Dave. But we need your vote. Decide. One way or another. Suppose I say he's guilty. Suppose I believe it. We could accept that. And what if later it should turn out he was innocent? If. If that's what's bothering you, vote to acquit him. No, 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 no. That'd mean I voted for it because I was scared. Well, then let's find him guilty. Oh, what a way to administer justice. Dave, is there a better way? The truth is, I just don't know. You want this thing to end in a hung jury? They'll only have to do it again. Okay, that's the way out. In other words, you don't have the guts. It, it isn't that. You have a war record. You went. Maybe you didn't like the idea of it, but you went. You did what you had to do. But it's not the same thing. Right now, deep down, way down in your heart, you know what you believe. Don't you? Well, Dave, people have to stand up and be counted. Uh, yeah. You have to stand up and be counted. Okay. And that's all we need. You want me to call for the vote? Dave? Yeah. You can call for a vote. And they voted. 
And by the end of the day, they were unanimous. And they returned to the courtroom with their verdict. And what was the verdict? Well, what was your verdict? You know everything they knew. You were the rest of the jury. How did you vote? Whichever way, be sure to vote for me. For I shall return shortly. True Value Hardware Stores have a strong sense of values. And their Summer Value Days circular proves it. Hi, Pat Summerall here to tell you about it. Inside this 12-page circular, you'll find more than 300 remarkable values on the summertime tools and equipment you need most. For example, a Lawn Chief 21-inch 4-horsepower rotary mower with rust-proof alloy metal deck and a grass catcher is just $139.99. A Structo 24-inch barbecue grill with adjustable height and folding legs is just $9.99. And a Johnny Apple Peeler for peeling, slicing, and coring apples in seconds is just $9.88. True Value Hardware Store's Summer Value Days Circular also features True Test Woodsman Solid Color Latex Stain for just $6.99 a gallon and a five-piece True Test Roller Painting Set for just $3.76. See these and over 300 other values in the Summer Value Days Circular. If you don't receive your copy, just ask for one at participating True Value Hardware Stores. To the man who bought the Skyhawk, to the girl in the century. We're glad you like your Buicks, glad you set your spirit free. And to the family from Ohio, to the folks up in St. Paul. Nice to see you join us, nice to see you all. Free spirits all over the country are getting into Buicks. But here's a little extra incentive. If you buy a new 1976 Buick Skyhawk now, we'll give you either an automatic transmission or a five-speed manual transmission at no extra charge, as long as supplies last. At manufacturer's suggested retail prices, that can mean a husky $244 savings, which can buy a lot of groceries, Charlie. Well, maybe not a lot of groceries. It's nice to see you join us. We're glad it came to be. One person, and only one person, knew the truth. And he was Gerald Wilson. But he was dead. Therefore, we will never really know, will we? But think of so many of the great trials and vital matters of public dispute during the recent past. Is everyone satisfied with the endings? Don't most of us keep asking, did he or didn't he? Was she or wasn't she? Maybe the truth is like Quicksilver, elusive, mysterious, impossible to hold. Our cast included Robert Dryden, Russell Horton, Marion Seldes, E.V. Juster, and Robert Maxwell. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by True Value Hardware Stores. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.
baby, everybody's doing it. Doing what? Celebrating our country's bicentennial birthday, of course. What's that got to do with keeping your teeth clean? Plenty, that's what. We're celebrating the 200th year since we declared our independence as a nation. I hear you, man, but I don't track you. Well, figure it out yourself. One of the best ways to do this is to declare your independence from dental disease. I track you now, Sid. That's right. Dental disease can be a big pain, and who needs that? I'm Dr. John Tabak, president of the American Society of Dentistry for Children. And ASDC is asking children everywhere throughout this wonderful land of ours to say happy birthday, USA, by brushing and flossing the plaque from their teeth. Plaque can lead to dental disease. And a happy, healthy nation must be free from that, too. WFAA, Dallas, Fort Worth. CBS News, a group of California students and teachers missing for more than a day in a boat off New Guinea are now reported safe, victims of bad navigation. I'm David Jackson reporting on the CBS Radio Network. The group from Pepperdine University in Los Angeles and their five-man crew had been on an oceanographic cruise between two small islands off the New Guinea coast. They left the island of Weewak on schedule, but failed to show up at their destination, Buvulu, a tiny atoll rising only six feet above sea level. After a 24-hour search, they turned up. Simon Keeble, a spokesman for the New Guinea government, explains. We started a search for her. I didn't find her. But then at noon today, she turned up coming into Weewak, uh, spotted by an aircraft uh, sent up this morning. Uh, what had happened, it seems, is she couldn't find the island. And uh, so came back. The group leader said that everybody was quite all right. Uh, they were having a rest for the night and we'll be going out again tomorrow. I think you can put it safely down to the bad navigation. But as I say, she's going out again tomorrow. You never know, it might open again. <laughs> and we'll have more after this. This is John Cameron Swayze with the 2020 Eye Drops Report. Item, consumers are demanding more of the products they purchase these days, especially health products. Among other things, they look for a solid guarantee. Item, 2020 eye drops are the only eye drops to guarantee complete satisfaction or your money will be refunded by simply returning the bottle. And if that's news to you, this is John Cameron Swayze reminding you to read the label and try 2020 eye drops, the guaranteed solution. Nobody needs to tell you about the economic problems we're having. But we can offer you the information that may help you understand and possibly do something about them. I'm Ray Brady for Today in Business, heard every Monday through Friday on the CBS radio network. In recent broadcasts, I've talked about natural gas prices, the American meat supply, given financial forecasts, and discussed proposals to change the way used cars are sold. Listen to Today in Business weekdays on the CBS radio network. CBS newsman Richard Wagner quotes a source close to John Connolly as saying Connolly will place the name of President Ford in nomination at the Republican National Convention. Wagner is traveling with Connolly in Michigan and reports Connolly was not available for immediate comment. Vice President Nelson Rockefeller and Senator Barry Goldwater are also reported to have been asked to give nominating speeches for Mr. Ford in Kansas City. Their responses have not yet been disclosed. 
Conley's name frequently comes up as a possible running mate with President Ford. From the White House Thursday came word that Mr. Ford won't be pressured into an early announcement of his choice of a vice presidential candidate. That announcement, the White House says, will come in Kansas City after the presidential nomination. Ronald Reagan carried his campaign to the Northeast Thursday, he and Richard Swiker in New York and New Jersey, claiming to have picked up six more delegates to the GOP convention. Minnesota Senator Republic, uh, rather State Republican Party is apparently looking for skeletons in Walter Mondale's closet. Rich Holter of CBS affiliate WCCO reports from Minneapolis. Democratic vice presidential nominee Senator Walter Mondale is labeled as absolutely ludicrous. The request that he explain a so-called flower fund kept in his office from 1960 to 1964 when Mondale served as Minnesota Attorney General. A request for the explanation of the fund came in a registered letter from Minnesota GOP State Chairman Chuck Slocum, who asked Mondale to explain whether the fund was reported as taxable income, whether state employees were asked to contribute between $50 and $200 to the fund when they were being reviewed for salary increases, and whether a similar fund currently exists in Mondale's Senate office. In a statement issued by a Washington aide, Mondale said the alleged flower fund was simply, in his words, a voluntary kitty, into which he and his friends chipped in money to pay for flowers, for weddings, funerals, birthdays, and the like, and to pay for going-away parties for office employees. Mondale's one-paragraph response ends with these words, That's all it was, nothing more. And the Minnesota Democrat adds, If that's the best the Republicans can do for an issue in this campaign, they must really be hurting. Rich Holder for CBS News, Minneapolis. Now this... If you're looking for a dependable laxative the whole family can use, may I recommend Nature's Remedy Tablets? Nature's Remedy is a product of the Lewis Howe Company, who also manufactures Tums for the tummy. Nature's Remedy is an all-vegetable compound and comes in three convenient tablet forms. Nature's Remedy Regular, Nature's Remedy Candy Coated, Nature's Remedy Juniors. And is, by the way, without mineral and phenyl derivatives. Because of its pleasant and thorough action, Nature's Remedy has been recognized by literally thousands upon thousands of satisfied users as an ideal relief for occasional constipation. Since 1890, generations of satisfied customers have learned from experience just how good Nature's Remedy really is. It's a dependable laxative which, again, the whole family can use. Nature's Remedy, people say, having made and sold the product for over 85 years, we feel justified in being proud of our product, and we believe it has helped millions of people. Nature's Remedy, an all-vegetable, all-family laxative for the relief of occasional constipation. Buy Nature's Remedy, and remember, NR tonight, tomorrow, all right. Take only as directed. Friday, researchers will have a new crop of cultures to look at, and they hope to be closer to finding the cause of the Philadelphia mystery disease. So far, no real leads, but scientists have nearly ruled out influenza as a cause. So far, 23 people have died from the illness. David Jackson, CBS News. Good morning. It's 106 at WFAA Dallas-Fort Worth. And in Texas headline news, a former inmate of a Texas prison has disputed the claims of prison officials that inmates were given enough time, materials, and help to prepare appeals of their cases. Donald Kirby of Grand Prairie also said yesterday here in Dallas he was subjected to mind games designed to help him from uh, pursuing his own appeal. Ernest, uh, Ernest, general counselor of the Texas Department of Corrections and director W.J.S. Dell preceded Kirby in testifying in what may be landmark prisoners' rights suits. Bob Bullock, the state comptroller, has joined ranks with Common Cause in criticizing Governor Dolph Briscoe's proposal to rechannel $825 million from the General Revenue Fund to the State Highway Fund. Bullock claimed yesterday the plan would cripple the budget surplus. Presently, the state has $2.6 billion surplus. 
common cause. The so-called People's Lobby also attacked a plan yesterday saying that the highway lobby had done a number on the governor. Authorities in Fort Worth say they have found five guns in the trunk, or rather in the car trunk, of T. Cullen Davis. The Fort Worth millionaire is accused of killing his 12-year-old stepdaughter and the alleged lover of his estranged wife Tuesday night. Yesterday, Fort Worth police said they doubted whether any of the five guns is the murder weapon because the bullet wounds were all made with a small caliber weapon. However, the weapons recovered from the trunk of Davis' car were larger caliber. Two empty railroad cars derailed of a San Antonio overpass and tumbled into the street below yesterday, crushing to death a San Antonio man tentatively identified as Roy Broussard. A second car narrowly missed the failing railroad cars. A second candidate has joined the race for the Texas Supreme Court, or rather Houston attorney Tony Lawrence, yesterday said he will challenge nominee Donald Yarbrough as an independent, writing candidate in the November election. Yarbrough has 16 lawsuits pending against him. He was nominated in the bench, or rather in the bench in the May Democratic primary and is without Republican opposition this fall. Lawrence is an insurance law specialist with no ju judicial experience. In sports last night, Burt Blylevin yielded six hits in notching his third straight victory and fourth shutout of the season tonight, or rather last night as the, uh, in Arlington as they triumphed to a one-to-nothing decision over the California Angels. The game's lone, lone run came in the second inning after Jeff Burroughs led off the Rangers with a looper into mid-center field. California center fielder Dan Briggs and shortstop Dave Chalk both approached the ball, then halted, and it fell between them with Burroughs winding up with a double. He advanced on a sacrifice and came on home with a sacrifice fly by Lenny Randall. Fly 11, now 9 and 12, was never in serious trouble and did not give an extra base hit. California had two men on in the fifth inning before Jerry Remy grounded to Bly 11 for the easy out. The Angels' Gary Gross, 6 and 13, limited the Rangers to only five hits and struck out four and walked only one. The other, or rather, other than Burroughs' double, he, also, he only gave up one extra base hit. Dallas-Fort Worth weather mostly fair today and tomorrow with a high today near 100. Overnight low should be around 72. Daytime highs on Saturday of 95. Clear in the Metroplex right now, 81. Downtown Dallas, 84 at DFW and 84 in Fort Worth. For Jim Thomas, I'm Dan Bell, and that's WFAA Texas Headline News. The most music on 57 WFAA.